Hello and welcome to Decoding Security. With Jessica bringing another minion into the world this week, Ram and I are holding down the fort, the pod game. Also, video. Uh, first episode with video, and this week we will be discussing email mistakes that people often make. Uh, before we get into that, what have you got going for us in the news this week? Okay, so this is actually pretty cool, even though it doesn't have anything to do with email. A uh, security company has finally figured out the source of all of those malicious ad redirects. You know, the ones where you you know you just go to a website you normally visit, and all of a sudden you get redirected, and security alert from Microsoft. Or, oh, those you know, are so much fun. Or update flash, you know, the fake things. Uh, well, it turns out there was one company, the Zirconium Group, behind all of them. Oh, wow. Uh, they created 28 small, uh, long-tail ad companies. That's a reference for advertising companies that specialize in, like, very specific things. Uh, not that kind of specific things. Uh, they created fake LinkedIn profiles for the owners of the companies uh, to build relationships and contracts with existing ad platforms, uh, basically to build their own ad platform, which they could then use to advertise malicious uh, stuff. They redirected to their big central hub, which then redirected to their clearinghouse, which they also used to sell legitimate ads, uh, but they used it to do their malware campaign. Uh, They had over a billion ad views in 2017. Wow. 62% of all websites uh, they tested uh, showed their ads at least once a week. That's so, quite I mean, a bit. <laughs> if, if you were wondering what you did wrong, you didn't do anything wrong this time, if you've got, ever gotten those. I mean, I did update Flash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they fingerprinted hardware to avoid detection by researchers. Uh, and, yeah, it, 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 it explains a lot. And uh, here Tover has something interesting for us, too. I do. Actually, uh, about a week ago... Uh, it was found out that it's possible to spy on Tinder activity if you're on the same network as someone that's using Tinder. Uh, basically, this is because they're not using HTTPS on their app. Uh, so the the actual data flow is not encrypted between the, the end user and their servers. They use it for, like, passwords and stuff, right? But it was, like, the images and the command, like, the swipes that don't get covered? Right. Basically, the, the actions within the app were not being properly encrypted and the images they considered to be a a public thing anyway. So there wasn't really uh, any reason in their mind to encrypt the images. So in other words, I could find out that you're really into llamas, for instance, and you said you weren't going to tell anyone. I know. Uh, So basically at this point, Tinder is saying that they're going to encrypt images. Uh, They are working on that. However, uh, that's only really a part of, the fix in this situation. Encryption photos will help, but it's not the the full solution here. Really what they need to be doing uh, is that they need to pad the actions that happen on their website with just kind of noise, make basically all the actions so the the bit length of of what's going on is always going to be the same or it's random based on the other noise that that they put in there. Uh, And of course, using HTTPS on everything. This day and age, there really is no reason not to be using HTTPS anywhere. No, that's true. Didn't they like even make an app that uh, app that lets you literally spy on other people's uh, simulate spying on other people's tender activity? They've put together a proof of concept using a Firefox plugin that allows you to spy on on other other people's activity. Yes. <laughs> now, if you feel unsafe and insecure, well, Tender's there to fix that for you, anyways. <clears throat> or make it worse, depending, I guess. 
Which brings me to our main topic for the day, which is uh, email. Uh, now, unlike Tinder, or maybe like Tinder, uh, people are always the weakest link, the least secure part of any system, and that's especially true with email. Uh, so we've brought up a couple uh, bits of, you know, uh, possibly uh, patronizing advice for you all. <laughs> uh, but, you know, some of it may, you may have heard before, and some of it might be new to you. Uh, and... Uh, Let's bring it over to Topher. What do you have for us? Uh, well, the first thing is clicking on email links. Uh, you know, this is something obviously we all get used to getting emails where we have to click a link, whether it be some promotional thing that we've signed up for that you click the link and it takes you to the, the website to get a 20% discount on something we buy all the time. Um, or, you know, your, your boss sends you a link to a, a Google Drive document, something along those lines. Those are dangerous. <laughs> Especially if it's something that you're not expecting. If it's your boss, eh, you know, how much do you trust your boss? Uh, but if it's someone that you're not expecting an email from and they say, hey, go to this document and, and it has all this information that's great information for you. Or go to this website, uh, you'll get 98% off of a new lawnmower. You I know, really want a new lawnmower. Mow those rocks Actually, in your I, front yard, I right? I don't even have a lawn. <laughs> Not even a rock one. Oh, man. Shortened URLs are also kind of a thing that, oh, that's, I mean, they're super handy if you want to, like, pay something in Twitter, I guess. But uh, actually, well, that's also a great way to send malicious links. It, it really is. Shortened URLs, definitely keep an eye out for those, uh, you know, if it's not something that you're expecting. Really, that's the biggest key here with clicking on links is it should be something you're expecting. If it's unsolicited, don't click the link. If it's from someone you trust but unexpected, you know, maybe hover your mouse over the link and, and check the lower left corner of your browser and see uh, if what shows there is the same as what the link says or if it's somewhere that, that's expected, um, you know, then, okay, if it's coming from someone you trust, that might be okay. Um, but still, you know, maybe just double check with them. Hey, did you send this to me? Kind of along those lines too, don't trust attachments that are unexpected. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of files that can be sent. Files aren't always the type of file that they claim to be. Sometimes they'll do things. They'll install malware. We um, had this discussion last week, didn't we? I think or we last did. Time. <laughs> but yeah, just stay away from those email attachments. Unless, again, it's something that you're expecting. Then obviously there's really nothing you're going to be able to do there. If your boss sends you this document and says, hey, download this, read it, and then reply when... Uh, once you've read it so that I, I can document that you've read this new policy or whatever it is. And then there is phishing and spam. Mm, I love spam. You know, I hear, I hear tell that, uh, and this may be apocryphal, but the very first spam message was sent the day after email was invented. I would not be surprised. We've gotten much better at filtering spam, but uh, there's still, it finds ever new ways to actually uh, get to you. Right. Every time we, we find a new way to filter it, they're going to find a new way to get around the filters. So, uh, you know, it's one of those ongoing battles. If you do get a message and you don't know who it's from, maybe don't respond to it. Uh, that'll let you... Well, that really just adds you to their list of people who will totally respond to spam. 
and right, on they, that list they know you pay attention to that email address. They know that it's it's something that's worth their time. Yeah, and I mean, I should say you should look for an unsubscribe link, but I've also seen malicious emails that also have an unsubscribe link. They just don't honor it. So they don't honor it, or again, that's something that they use to know, like, okay, not only do you open your emails, but you're active with them. You you really pay attention. Uh, so if it's not something that you specifically signed up for, the best thing to do is just delete it. Uh, if your uh, email provider has a way of reporting a message, uh, as many of them do, uh, then you can actually report it to your email provider and let them handle it. But don't click that unsubscribe link unless it was something that you signed up for and you just chose now I don't want to receive those anymore. If they really keep bugging you, you can always create a filter to always move every email from that uh, of that type to spam or to or to the trash or exactly the next thing i'd like to talk about is something that a lot of people aren't terribly familiar with uh it's basically uh email spoofing uh tofer you've actually done training on this basically email spoofing is where uh someone sends a message pretending to be someone else so i could send an email from some random server somewhere saying that it's a sitelock.com email address when in fact i'm just sending an email message off of my own server and there's actually no real associated email account i just have the server configured to send email there are however ways to get past this or at least uh ways to mitigate this uh you may have heard of spf uh dkim or dmark uh sender policy framework uh domain keys identified mail and uh Domain-based authentication, reporting, and conformance. Uh, the gist of all of these is that they authenticate that whoever is sending the email has a right to send email from that domain. Uh, it basically makes it so that uh, if you send an email as someone else, uh, or if I send an email as, uh, I don't know, the Prime Minister of England or the Queen of England. Wait, you mean you're not? Well, shh. Okay. But uh, anyways, uh, if I were to send an email as, say, the Queen of Le- or the Prime Minister of England, it, it would go through no matter what. Nothing would stop that email from being sent. However, uh, you, being a clever person, have configured your email server, or Gmail, being a clever company, or Google, being a clever company, has configured their email servers to take a look at that email and go, "Hey, wait a second, that's not the Queen of England's server." And I'll have you know that the Queen of England is a fabulous network admin. <laughs> <laughs> she admins the server herself? Correct. Uh, one more reason that I need to get to know her. Exactly. One thing you will notice is that if some someone is impersonating your email address, uh, you might get a lot of bounce backs from emails that you never sent. Uh, these might be annoying, uh, but use that filter trick and just send them to the trash. That means it's working. And you can always report those to your, your email provider as well, uh, but... Really, there's probably not a whole lot they're going to be able to do. At least you're getting those bounce backs, which does mean that email providers are honoring your SPF, DKIM, whatever records you've got in place, uh, so that they they recognize that that's not sent from a valid email address. If you want to get really paranoid and uh, Linux beardy, you can also set up a GPG key to sign <laughs> all your emails. Sounds like something we would do. That is something we would do. Let's talk about the bane of our existence. Oh, the cancer? Yes. Reply all. Reply all. So reply all is uh, don't use it. Also don't use it. Oh, uh, oh, wait. One really good point, though. Don't use it. I mean, not only can you leak confidential company information if someone's in a thread who's not supposed to be, 
Uh, but you can also embarrass yourself greatly by replying all to something. Yeah, we make fun of, of reply all all the time just because it's annoying for people that don't necessarily need to get your response or, you know, again, like you said, you might end up embarrassing yourself if there's information in there that you don't want getting to someone that's on the thread. But security really is a big part of not using reply all. Uh, you, you want to make sure that everyone on the thread should be getting the information that you're sending. If you're sending confidential information, company information, even personal information, if it's getting to people that shouldn't have it, it doesn't really matter if you've got that little block at the bottom that says, hey, if this isn't who this is supposed to go to, please delete this email. No one pays attention to those. I don't even notice them anymore. Right. And even if they do, it's up to them to choose to follow that. You could be providing this information to someone who might have some malicious intent. Well, yeah, obviously someone with malicious intent isn't even paying attention to that. Listen, if you want to embarrass yourself and lose the respect of your peers and shout out your thoughts to the world, that's what Twitter is for. (laughs) That brings us to our final tip. Always force password changes. Uh, The recommended policy is every three months or 90 days. Honestly, even with that, 90 days? I've worked plenty of places where that's considered insecure. That They force the password change every 30 days. Might be a little more annoying for the users, but honestly, changing it more often doesn't decrease the security. Depends on if you have a good password management solution, it might make it a little easier to work with. That's true. Since cracking passwords is getting much, much faster, uh, probably want to change it more often. The music, Upbeat Forever, by Kevin McLeod of Incompitech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. Decoding Security is hosted by Jessica Ortega and Ram Gall and produced by Topher Tebow for SiteLock. Mm-hmm.